everybody, you have been listening to Viva Teardrops by Yasuyuki Okamura. And that is the opening for Space Dandy. And my name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And this is the anime cast from otakuspirit.com. We thank you all for joining us today. Um, again, you can find us on otakuspirit.com. That's where all of our news, reviews, and coverage of new and old anime is. Plus our forum section, which has a great community there, uh, which we will include some uh, information from our community later. And this episode is going to be our second part in our summer 2014 anime reviews. So we have another seven shows to go through this time. I'm going to give you our insights on if it go- shows are good or bad or so-so, yada yada. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. We're, we're professionals here. Somebody, somebody thinks that we're worth listening to. We're professionals, people. Professionals. Can't work like No, this. I think if we were professionals, we would be getting paid, wouldn't we? And not paying into things. Yeah. But it's all fun because we love doing this because it's for you guys and we love all the feedback we get and the community that we've grown. It makes it all worth it. So uh, with that said, in our pity party out of the way, we're going to jump right into our first show, which is based off the show that you just heard the intro for, which is Space Dandy, a dandy in space. Yes. People haven't heard us rant about this show in a long time, so it's good for us to loop back around and finally tell people what we thought of this show as a whole, which would this would be the second season, right? Yep, this is the second season. So, Space Dandy's second season. Take it away, Chris, or do you want me to... Uh, I, I guess there's a there's a synopsis that I can read. Do you want me to read that? <laughs> Go for it! The space it'll, actually, it'll actually open me up to actually say something about that. Okay, the space opera series follows the misadventures of Dandy, an alien hunter who is a dandy guy in space, quote-unquote, uh, in search of undiscovered or rare aliens with his robot assistant QT and a cat-like alien named Meow. Though he and his crew act with the best intentions, despite being normally dim-witted and next to useless, Dandy is unaware that he is being pursued by Dr. Jell and the Gogol Empire. Yeah, the, throughout the series, very little con- continuity can be found as a main... Oh, somebody actually pointed that out. <laughs> <laughs> this is off Wikipedia, so anybody can put this on here. This is not the official synopsis. Uh, according to some person that edited Wikipedia, throughout the series, very little continuity can be found as the main protagonist and antagonist sometimes end up dying, getting turned into zombies, or getting trapped in different periods of times or dimensions yet reappearing regardless in the following episode. There are also Easter eggs in the form of references to old science fiction music and anime. There's our review. Pretty much. There you go. There's our review from (laughs) anonymous on wikipedia.com or .org. I I actually, what I was going to say is, uh, how how far into the show do you suppose, because you already know that it's... Extremely episodic, super episodic. I pretty much figured that after like I think the first episode they die, and then the second episode they're just there. Yeah. So I'm like, either this is Higurashi, and there's some reason, like maybe, maybe Dandy is the the queen, and when he dies, everybody dies. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So, out of out of pure curiosity, how far do you suppose they went before they got to the whole Doctor Gel and the Gogol Empire? And Probably explaining that. the last episode. Exactly. The 26th episode, they finally explained why 
they were uh, following him and all. Now, that. now, correct me here. Is this is this twenty four episodes of two seasons of twenty four episodes? Is this twelve episodes of the first season and twelve episodes of the second season? Or is Actually, it all I want to say. I guess I could just look at good old Wikipedia again. Uh, they just list twenty six episodes total. Yeah, I want to say that they they just split it up in the middle. Yeah, I think so too. But I but yeah, I think it was twelve episodes in the first season and then. 14 episodes in the second season that sounds right i know it was different at any rate so after going through the entire show i want to say it was really kind of more hit and miss i i i felt a lot more miss than i got hits out of the show i mean i i don't want to say that it was completely bad because of occasionally there was I, and i've already got i've got a little list over here oh let me break out the list <laughs> i've got a little list he to, had this list and i seen it on our outline and i'm like what in the heck is this <laughs> dog and flea man what? these are the episodes that actually were kind of worth watching i i i mean even these were kind of weak but they were the ones that i enjoyed myself watching more than the other ones the other ones were absolute wastes of time. I would I, like to point out that two of them have, no, three of them have listed in it <laughs> Lolly. I knew you were going to catch and that. And one of them has listed Glasses Moe, and one has listed Sundere Book. So <laughs> just keep in mind that this list may be slightly biased. <laughs> well, no, there's there's a lot of goofy stuff going on in, in, in each one of these shows, but I, I'm... I point those those particular things out just to help me remember it. But yeah, the fourth episode was effectively a <laughs> zombie. Like, oh, I know that one. Yeah, Lolly. Well, yeah, there's reasons why. Um, but how can you remember when one's Lolly and the big fish and one is Lolly? Because technically the big Lolly could... Okay. But so the, <laughs> just the Lolly alone was just an episode with nothing but a Lolly. Yeah. Okay, good. And then the other one was a... I might use were, this outline later. We might put it in our show notes. This might be the master list. The, this, uh, the, the lolly and the big fish was... Uh, he was out there trying to capture a big fish, and there was a lolly that was jumping around him. I when you say that, all I can think about is Tenchi Moyo with that dubbed... <laughs> The, it, this is the I dub version. The yes, fish. they go to the they go to the carnival <laughs> and they rip out this fish out of the little tub. This little EV tub at a carnival, and this gigantic fish comes out. And of course, the fish addresses himself as "I am the big fish," <laughs> or "I am a big fish." That's all the fish says. Um, but Sorry, yeah, the, that that episode, the lolly was absolutely adorable, and that one is definitely one that you don't want to miss. That was pe- uh, episode eighteen. I'm sure my brother's going to actually post this. I hope um, you, you can get a better description from the from the website. Um, the fifth episode was uh, that was the lolly that was actually able to like put her tentacle on like Space Dandy and on a on a um, on a stuffed animal, and he would switch his brain with the stuffed animal, and he would be running around in the and that was absolutely an adorable show. Um, the dog and the flea man. <laughs> I actually, I thought about this one for a minute because it, half of the show I liked and half of it I didn't really care for. But overall, I did like how that show ended up. That's episode eight. Um, episode ten is um, is actually a show, an episode that I think that you would like because I know you were more interested in Meow. Um, that's an episode where he goes no, back it was, to. It was really a case of Meow was the only character that I could actually 
enjoy you know what's the funny? rest of it was just garbage and that doesn't say much you know what's funny if you actually go through and most every one of these episodes were not space dandy centric he didn't seem like that strong of a character he didn't and and pretty much any show any episode that focused on him just went downhill it was just well, I mean, boring his entire inspiration is going to the the restaurant called boobies Nah, he kind of chilled out on that. Really? It was really more the first four or five episodes. He was, it was, he has to go to boobies, and that was his thing. After that, it kind of just went. And I'm not, I'm not saying that it, th- there was those little fan servicey. I mean, there was a, there was an entire episode centering around uh, Honey, and I almost put that one up there, but um, it just didn't have the strength that some of these other episodes. I. One I do want to point out is number 21, Planet, which I call the Planet Lolly. That one absolutely was really, if, if the artwork guys got together and they just went nuts. And said, that, hey, let's, let's do something cool. That episode was absolutely gorgeous. And um, it, it just, I mean, the entire show was... Uh, it centered around kind of a afterlife thing going on. And I, I just, there's no way for me to describe how beautiful this episode was. I mean, hey, explain to me, what is a planet lolly? It, it didn't a really planet full of lollies or is it actually called no, planet lolly? No, the, cause the, that'd be really cool. I'd actually want to watch it. It's actually kind of spoilers. Honestly, oh, the, okay. the, the planet, cause you could spoil this episode. The, the planet is the planet. But there is a lolly that is there, and she is apparently the planet. Mm. She is the embodiment of the planet. I don't. It, it did. I. It's hard for me to actually explain. Just you know, the only way you can know is just watch it. I mean, it's a gorgeous episode anyway. So um, that's plan- that's episode twenty one. Twenty three is Scarlet and Dandy. They they go on a date, and she gets to act all Sundetti. But it wasn't actually a good episode. Um, the glasses, Moe. That was the. I actually told you about this one. That's the, that's episode seventeen. That's where they do the queen bee dancing. It's kind of a silly episode, but the glasses Moe girl was actually kind of cute, and I in, enjoyed so what, her. So what you're saying is probably about forty five percent of these episodes are actually good. Yeah, that's what I was saying about hit and miss. Because I I actually counted through it. I was like, wow. After I take all all into consideration, about half of the episodes were actually decent. The other ones really more centered around Space Dandy, and it kind of got lost. It was, like, pointless. Um, there's the alternate dimension where he kept bringing in dandies from all over different dimensions, and that actually did become very amusing because you just got these weird personalities coming in, and they all had this central theme of dandy. So if you wanted to see a... Uh, a super depressed dandy, you would get it. If you wanted to see a uh, a female version of dandy, you would see that. It, it, it was really a funny episode. Um, QT's love story was absolutely hilarious. That was episode 13. Um, he fell in love with a, uh, a coffee machine, and that was hilarious. Um, episode 11, uh, there was kind of a book that he was taking across the uh, across space to get it back to a library. And I m- m- write it down as the Sundari book, but I mean, th- that's just going off my memory. I seem to remember it sounded like a Sundari, acted like a Sundari. I mean, it just, it was, it was hilarious. Um, 
<sighs> Meow's Planet is a Groundhog Day episode. So, and then the zombie episode, which was episode four, which is one the one right after you gave up on the show. Anyway, those are pretty much the episodes that I think that are kind of worth watching. And I, like I said, I'll between me and Andrew, we'll probably post that up on the list at, for the shows. Um, all in all, it, it's kind of a mixed bag. I don't want to say it's a bad show. It's got its problems. I don't I, like I said. I mean, for them to get around to a story on the last episode, I I think that this was just really an excuse for. Uh, the director to just get out there and just well, that's kind of similar. That's kind of similar to what he's done with uh, Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop was essentially episodic. It wasn't until I think like the last couple episodes, it was like, okay, finally we're getting into his 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 love interest from the past and and going into this place and taking down this one guy from the the main the main bad guy. It was just it was out of nowhere. Okay, it's done. So I guess yeah. it's, it's I guess it's that's his. It, it now at the at the end of the last episode it says continued may be continued which it'll be continued <laughs> don't don't get yourself there it's, <laughs> it's 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 making a money i i i don't i don't know that i would say like i said there's the these episodes i enjoyed them uh, the rest of them i i just it was just blurs i don't i don't i didn't find much enjoyment out of a lot of the episodes but I can say this: you, if you want something that just mindless anime for no reason, just to have it there, this is probably it. All right, doesn't require anything on your part to invest in it. It's just there. All right, Space Dandy, a dandy in space, has given a somewhat thumbs up. I guess. For those episodes, yes. For those episodes. <laughs> Thumbs up for those episodes. <laughs> Thumbs down for the rest. Uh, just keep to the outline, I guess. Um, was, I'm sure. I mean, was the I'm ending sure, episode I'm, good? Huh? Was the ending episode good? Or just like, bleh? I thought it was useless. Okay. It, it, it made sense on what it was trying to do. I just thought it was comparatively useless for... For them to go, I mean, it, really, in all actuality, it's the last two episodes. The last two episodes kind of fit into each other. The episode before that was a court case, and then the second part was him actually and what was going on. They just tied the two together be, because one event led to the other one, which was really only because he was confined to one place, and the Galgo Empire finally caught up to him. Finally. Yeah. You, so you see what I'm saying? Because he's in a court he couldn't leave, so the Golgok Empire finally fe- caught up to him. Whereas before, he was in and out wherever he was at. Or dying. <laughs> so technically, the last two episodes are together, but really, in all actuality, they are separate. They, they have nothing to do with each other. Alright, we're going to move forward. Thank goodness. We're going to move forward. <laughs> Not really, thank goodness. <laughs> right into another one. Um, the next one we have I didn't is... have to deal with this one. He did. Next one is uh, Fate Collide Liner Prisma Ilya Two-Way, which is technically the second season of Fate Collide Liner Prisma Ilya. Do you do you think that it deserves that that tag on there that says that it's part of that? As long as people understand that it is, this is like the pretty Sammy of Tenchi Moyo, and has nothing to do with it. Yeah, it's fan service. Um. 
this is okay. Th- technically, the second season. Um, this is actually ends up being the first core of the second season because they're going to make a a an, a continuation of this, and that is blatantly obvious because the first probably this is a ten episode core. The first eight episodes is nothing but mindless Yuri junk. Like the whole purpose of that full section was just to have this new character show up. Um. I guess to give you an idea, uh, the story follows Ilya. Uh, she is pretty much through certain means, uh, Rin and uh, Elise Seville are basically apprentices to become wizards. They are sent to the same area that Ilya lives, and they're supposed to come there and capture these seven uh, cards. And these seven cards embody different heroes, which are basically the heroes from Fate Stay and all that, the entire uh, intellectual property of Fate uh, series. Um, these seven cards they, of course, capture in the first season um, because Ilya ends up getting the wand from Rin and Miyu gets the wand from Ilya Seville because they are arguing all the time, so the wands leave them. And so now Miyu and Ilya now have the two wands. They become magical girls. In the second season, uh, they are now kind of friends, Ilya and Miyu, really close friends. And now you're kind of moving forward from there. They now have all seven cards. What are they going to do now? That's the kind of the whole theme of the whole thing. Uh, but suddenly, a new character shows up, which is she kind of manifests from Ilya. And she has a strong need to go around and kiss every single girl. And, of course, she looks similar to Ilya. So Ilya's upset because now everybody thinks... Even though... Here's the funny part. They call her Kuro. Um, but they gave her that name because she's a darker to- uh, toned skin than Ilya. Uh, the stupid thing about it is that even though she's like extremely darker toned skin, has darker hair, everybody, for some reason, mistakens her as Ilya. And it makes no sense whatsoever. So as she's running around kissing all these girls and kissing the teacher who has a midlife crisis... Um, Ilya is constantly going, you're embarrassing me, you're ruining my life. Uh, Come to find out, after many, many episodes of her kissing every single character, including Miyu for, I think they had like a good 20 second clip of her kissing Miyu and groaning and moaning, which was just on borderline pedophilia, in my opinion. It was uncomfortable. Of course, that was a hitch. Everybody's going crazy about it, and I think that's what they were going for. Everybody wants Yuri, and that was, that got it attention. Um, but after all these episodes of all the Yuri, they finally explain, hey, the reason why I kiss people is to get to draw energy from them. Otherwise, I'll perish. Okay, now it makes sense. Now there's a purpose to the Yuri. Anyways, th- this all comes down to this entire season or first core was completely useless. Uh, it wasn't until the very end that they finally said, oh, hey, Here's a hook, and that hook does kind of have my interest. It's the idea of there being an eighth card. I don't think it's very spoiler, so don't worry about it. There's an eighth card, and they need to go after it. And that kind of started getting a lot of uh, theory crafting going, and it kind of re-sparked my interest for the series, because if people listened to my review of the first season, it was pretty boring up until, I think, the sixth episode when they introduced the idea of merging with heroes. And that was really, really interesting to me. And that was the only hook in the first season that I enjoyed because technically I'm only watching this because it's it's fan service of Fate's Day. Um, so 
yeah, the first season was kind of enjoyable because of the merging aspect. Second season, first core is extremely boring, and just if you like Yuri, you'll probably enjoy it. The humor is all just blah. There, nothing. I found nothing in this entire core that was funny. Um, but again, if you like the the Yuri humor, you might find that stuff funny. Uh, Yuri but, or or just Moe Yuri. Just Yuri. I mean, Lolly Yuri. Little kids kissing all over each other. And but no suggestive. Moe. Yeah, I mean, like the moaning, moaning and stuff, if you want to call Moe, like, the sexualizing of it, yeah, it's Lolly Moe uh, sexualizing little curls. I mean, that's, that's what it is. Um, but yeah, that, that final hook has me interested in watching the second core, but... When it comes down to it, the entire season or this entire season has been just other garbage. So, unless you're extremely a big fan of uh, Fate Stay and you really, really want to see your characters again, like I said in the first season, and it continues in the second season, first core, Rin is really the only key character that I enjoy that's coming from the other show. But she's just ruining this series because she's always bickering with Elisvia or Elisvil. So. She's not enjoyable here, um, so yeah, I, I can't really recommend it so far. I'll, I'll watch the second core and I'll let you guys know how that goes. But so far as it is now, I think the second core starts in. I think they just said soon. I think they said it's in production, so it'll probably be winter or spring next year. So yeah, big thumbs down. Sorry, thumbs down for the fate stay. Uh... Fate collide. <laughs> Don't say fate stay. You you you. Tarnish the name of Fate Stay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It, it, it doesn't. I, I, never mind. I mean, I guess if I look back, like Pretty Sammy wasn't that great either. I mean, it was it was cool to see Sammy again or Sasami, which was Sammy, but it wasn't like there was that same feel as the Tenchi Muyo series had. Yeah. Well, That's why like, it was really all disturbing. those spinoffs of Tenchi. It's like it's not Tenchi. Why do you keep putting Tenchi's name on it? I like Tenchi in Tokyo. Tenchi in Tokyo it, that was good. It felt good. That, I, was, that good. was Tenchi. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, GPX? GPX? No. That wasn't, <laughs> or GXP. That wasn't... Is it GXP or GPX? G- I thought Police. it was GXP or yeah, something. Yeah, so it's at GPX. Yeah, we're going to move forward um, to hopefully one that's going to be a little more better for us to talk about, which is going to be Blue Spring Ride or Alharo Ride? Yes. Alharo Ride. That is what it's called. All right, you want me to synopsis it? Go for it. Futaba wants to reset her life. In junior high, girls ostracized Futaba because too many junior high school boys liked her. The only boy Futaba liked, Ko, moved away before she could tell him how she felt. Now in high school, Futaba is determined to be unladylike so her new friends will not become jealous of her. While living in her new life uh, contentedly, she meets Kao again, but he now uses the name Kao Mabuchi and has a cold attitude. He tells her that he liked her in two in junior high, but feels differently now. That's it. That's the Mm -hmm. synopsis. So, the show. Okay. Okay. He really did not want to talk about this show. I didn't want to talk about this show. And the reason why is not so much because I was I didn't like the show because I really kind of did like it. I just I think I've come away from it really really 
disappointed. Um, I I guess I had put a little bit too much hope in this show because I really wanted to see it do well. Um, I, I I've said a lot of times that I do really enjoy uh, shoujo anime because I think that it it really really ha- they they tend to have a lot to say and. At the beginning, there was we 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 pointed out that there's there, there's this issue with the writing um, that every once in a while it tries to force issues into situations, um, and I and we and we kept coming away from those because feeling like they we were jarred out of the actual experience. I can say that it felt like they kind of started figuring out how they wanted to work with things. But here's the problem. Even towards the end, that issue still kept popping up. And I don't think it naturally flowed through the entire show. And that, I think, is really where it had its main problem. Um, because it was, it had to force this storytelling, going through the entire show, it never felt natural. And even at the end, what it really ended up coming down to was, I guess episode 11, it tried to force a really big issue to make something happen in in its character development. Unfortunately, that felt so unnatural that when it finally was resolved, it took the entire, it, it had nothing in episode 12. Episode 12 was absolutely... Just completely just resolution. The the issue was already taken care of in episode 11. So you had an entire... Isn't that like a prologue or something? I would say that, but it didn't feel like it. It felt like they took the ending credits. You know how sometimes they take the ending credits and show people walking down the street? It almost felt like they did that with the entire uh, 13th ep- or 12th episode. Yeah. You know how nothing really significant happens? It's just that's the after story. But nothing is happening because you just see them doing this or doing that. Uh, This situation happens, which is obviously a resolution to the way that people are dealing with each other. But it didn't didn't feel like an actual episode. It felt like the ending credits. (laughs) I know that it's it's hard for me to describe because it, it it's that's the best way for me to describe it. It nothing significant happens. It wasn't like um an after story where look this happened too and this is really cool because this is really what happened twenty years later or something. It just felt like the ending credits for an entire episode. So I I literally walked away from this this show completely unfulfilled and. I think that this is probably the one show that I was had was the biggest disappointment for me out of the entire season, and I hate saying that. Well, was was everything resolved technically? Yes, okay. everything was resolved. Um, and I can see a lot of people liking it. I can I can say this: it's an absolutely gorgeous show. Just like the next show that we're going to talk about is absolutely a gorgeous show. But when it all comes down to it, it's it's hard for me to say. Look. Go and watch this show because you're going to get such and such out of it. You're not going to get anything out of it. It just looks good. And 
I mean, even none of the none of the character interactions really worked for me, except for Ko and and what Futaba is what Futaba, that yeah. Out of those two, pretty much everybody else, although they worked well with the characters, the interactions didn't work, and that I think was the biggest turnoff for me. Does that make sense? I think I just had it spoiled for me because I read I was reading. Sorry. I, I read that too, and I and I I that did not happen. I didn't say that. <laughs> did not happen. And and I was I was watching the entire show. Well, maybe I was dreading that idea. Maybe it's the manga. It has to be in the in the. I and I, and I, I was dreading seeing that there the well, entire the, show. The, the big question that I have, and it's an important question, and it will tell whether Andrew comes away from this. I'm not going to say that I'm going to come away from this wanting to watch it. I'm just fooling myself there. Um, does Ko ever stop being a girl? No. No? He acts like a girl the entire time? He becomes more girly of a girl. F- eye flutter and junk. He becomes more of a girl. That was the thing that kind of... Besides, like, what you mentioned, <laughs> see, like for said, people that haven't listened to our, our previous talks on this, uh, when he's talking about the whole uh, forced stuff just to get things a point across... Um, the, the main example we've given before was, uh, the very, like I think the first episode, she goes into a food court, uh, she buys something, the lady says she doesn't have any bags, she's like, that's okay, I'll just carry it. She walks away, this other lady sees her walking away with the food, she claims that she's stealing him because she doesn't have him in a a bag. Um, there's this big thing where she's trying to explain that she's already bought it, the lady's saying, no, you stole it. Her friends, who you assume she's gonna walk away from at some point, because they're obviously nasty people. They walk up and they say, oh my gosh, Futaba, I cannot believe you would steal food. And she, and, and then suddenly Ko speaks up and he says, hey, lady over there that just sold her the stuff, she bought these, right? And she turns around and says, oh yeah, she bought those. Oh, okay, now everything's explained. The whole scene was just stupidly written and its whole purpose was to show her that her friends aren't really her friends. And it just felt, it feels really forced. But... Like you said, that that kind of stuff just jarred with me, and I did it, I think, two more times before I stopped watching it. And mixing that with the fact that Ko just is a girl. He's a very girly character. And that's fine. I mean, I don't I don't say that every man needs to be mannish or whatever, or I'm not close-minded to an idea of a guy being somewhat feminine, but he just he jars with me because he doesn't he doesn't feel real. And I kind of contribute that to, like I said before, I contribute that to kind of the idea of when you watch a, a harem show that's written by men, you see the fake female characters. And this kind of feels like watching the the harem on the other side with the fake male characters. And so maybe that's why it bothers me more. Maybe a female might enjoy this show more than I would, but I'm assuming that it would be probably a really good show for the female audience because it is a, a shoujo, but... Yeah, I, and, just and like I said, me the wrong way. Like I said before, when we were we were discussing this before, I think that I I I got used to that because I'm used to the shoujo aspect, and the guys tend to be more feminine in that respect. It's he is a little bit more. I would have to say he's a bit more feminine than I'm used to, but he's not so over the top that. Because I have seen extremely, and those are usually in the shoujo eye and the and the uh, and the and the yaoi. That's when you get really feminine. When the guys, you're sitting there. Are you sure you're a guy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, the, those are bad. <laughs> well, it's not, yeah. I mean, it's not just saying that he's a feminine character. It's just, it's just also more that he's just 
He's a, a wimp. No, no, he's not a wimp. I'll tell you what you really want to say. <laughs> I'm going to have to say it. He's bitchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I guess that would go with it. Forgive me, ladies, if, if you were offended by that, but that's that's the way I I seen him. He he's was fem- he's female doggy. <laughs> Anyways, do you have anything else you want to add to that, or we want to move on to our another one that's going to be a little more difficult to talk about? Let's do it. We're, gonna do, we're, just, we're just like shotgunning it. He's got two shows that he did not it's want to right. talk about. It's all right. But he's doing it up. for you guys. You don't understand. <laughs> he was struggling with this, and I said, you know, we got to have these shows to go. Our next one is going to be Glass Slip. And you, you I'm going to do, I, I don't even know why I ask every single time. Do you want me to do the plot, Chris? Let me try. Let me I do mean, it, Because <laughs> I, I have been requested to do this again, and I and I don't know if I can do it, Good I'm going to try. I'm going to end up calling that the town Zed again, because I'm Zed. not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> A small seaside town named Zed. Zed. Or Sunrise Beach Zed. All right, let me try this. Toko. Fukami's family runs a glass working business in a small seaside town. This sounds like a really crappy uh, (laughs) narration for an old anime commercial that would start before a DVD played. Uh, Toko Fava's family runs a glass field. It's like this most monotonous, sad guy who's like stuck in a room somewhere and they say, read this intro for the next Neon Evangelion. Sorry, go ahead. I totally blocked you up. Shinji lives his life Haunted by his father. <laughs> in the shadow of his father. I don't want to ride it. You gotta ride it. I didn't want to. <laughs> no, daddy. I must have run away. 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 I'll do it. I'll pilot it. Excellent, Shinji. You're finally useful to be. Put Ray back on the stretcher. Put Ray back on the stretcher. <laughs> we purposely made her stretcher fall over just so you would <laughs> whine and then pilot. How did we get into Evangelion? I can't wait for three 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 to come out just so we could finally do a podcast. And I it. can stop being mad about that that spoiler. That you got happened a spoiler. I got a spoiler, and it's made me furious. See, I am we're... so mad about that. I don't. I'm not. I'm not bringing this up for the purpose of actually dogging on another podcast, but. We make it a huge point not to spoil. And if we do say something that sounds somewhat spoilerish, we write it down and we cut it out. So <laughs> those things, when that happens, usually reinforce the idea that we like to make sure we're spoiled for Yeah, it really did. Because, I mean, it wasn't like it was something, uh, like I was telling my brother earlier, it's not like it was something that was game-changing. It's not going to change my mind about whether or not I want to watch it, but... It was something that made me my jaw drop. It was like, "Whoa, that really happened!" Thanks for the spoiler. And and the funny thing is, is my brother was. <laughs> I said, and you know me, I'm not really. I yeah, don't get really when weird he, when he when he gets upset about a spoiler. It scares me. Yeah, because I'm not really. I I don't get mad about spoilers too much. But this one was enough of one that I went, "Whoa!" <laughs> so so bringing this back. Glass lip. Oh yeah, the one that we really, really want to talk to talk about, obviously. <laughs> Glass lip, Chris. Glass lip. He know the he know the hama. He know the hama. Um, or Sunrise Beach. Zed. Zed. She hangs out with her four best friends in a cafe called Kazemi Kazemichi. Zed. <laughs> Windway. 
During the summer break of their senior year in high school, they meet a transfer student named Kakeru Okikura. Zed. <laughs> David. Zed, Zed Town, Zed Cafe, David. <laughs> and David. Yes, David. David. <laughs> Who claims to be a... <laughs> hey, yes, his name, they actually gave him David. David. Um, who claims that a voice from the future talks to him and that it has led him to come to Toko. To Zed. Toko. David. David. I like that. They walk in and they say, David? David. Uh, David? <laughs> okay. So. Get this this, let's get this out of the way. Absolutely beautiful visual Beautiful. Show. Beautiful show. PA works. Pulls it off again. I love the, the music. This is just... Gorgeous show. Now, mid-season review, I was ranting about how this show had lost its way. It had no idea what it wanted to be outside of a love pentagon. Because every one of these characters was in love with some other character, and it just was just a drama fest of who loves who, and who hates who, and who's going to hurt who, and it was just a cluster. And I absolutely, although I liked the characters, I didn't like that, uh, the story. The story was going nowhere. Now, episode 11, it's 13 episodes, so episode 12, they finally got around to finally discussing this power that the girl and the boy have. No, I thought you were going to go like this... This is what I kind of almost want with like you know the 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 fish girl one. What was that called? Uh, the 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 other PA works that did the the fish girl or the fish people. That's uh, Nagi Nagiaso. Yeah, I almost want <laughs> one of these times when you're watching torturing yourself in my opinion with one of these pentagram love sh- uh, shows. I almost want one of these times where you read it where you say, and on episode I think it was the episode for the last one. They all sat down and said, who do you all love so we can just stick with that? And then they all just stick with it. And that would be like, man, I'm going to watch that show just so I can see that scene where they sit down and they say, let's get our crap together. Let's make this pentagram a bunch of lines that come together. Let's come together, people. Let's just all love each other. I, You know, I always got a kick out of that when... when, when like the comedy and parody shows would make fun of it and they would just start drawing out this stupid pen or polygon and they protagonist hooks up to this character, this character, this character. And then they show this, the female protagonist connecting to all these characters. And then (laughs) I love those because that's exactly how you feel watching these shows. It's just absolutely bizarre. Anyway, so the the side plot was this ability that apparently the girl and David had. Toko and David. David. <laughs> David. Um, they had this ability to, she could see into the future and he could hear into the future. And if they were close to each other, they could see and hear into the future. Um, it, I think it actually was her that could actually see and hear in the future. He just, for some reason, I guess he was losing his power. I don't know. She was absorbing the power from it. Who cares? Um, <laughs> Who really cares? At the at the at the at the twelfth episode point, they did this weird thing where. Unasai! 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 
thing and started explaining this, and it was like... Is this spoilers territories? It is spoiler territory, so technically you can Udasai me if you want. (laughs) Um, Because we just talked about spoilers. Yeah, I know. Um, And I don't know how far I want to push it, because really, in all actuality, it... My main frustration is this. Because so basically, the, there was a a shift in what she could do. Yeah, she it it tried to explain it by saying, and although they were technically separate, and that explains everything. <laughs> Time, Chris, and this parallel worlds explain everything. I, I I that's the only thing I could figure. And then the, and then it goes into the the thirteenth episode. Everything's fine. Nothing ever happened. I don't get it. That's what I'm saying. That's why I came away from this. It's like, well, this one took a big dump. <laughs> Udasai as much as you want out of it. I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, I, let's talk about this show. Udasai, 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 Udasai. It looks so, good. That was, that was Glass Limp. It looks good. I mean, th- th- there, there's Love Polygon. Did for- any of the love interest thing kind of get resolved or... Do they get happies? Do they get uh, conclusions? I'll just say that. It doesn't have to be one way or the other. Are they concluded? Do people get some kind of sense that they got what they came for? Or do they need to watch the second season? It'll never happen. You're thinking. I'm thinking hard because... Really, in all actuality, I, I walked away completely unsatisfied with the show. Was it because, because of that that occurrence towards the end, or was it because the characters were not finished? Nothing felt complete. Okay. Yes, the the this girl and that boy got together. This girl and that boy got together. Udasai! 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm typing down Udasai's. I I just I don't I don't know what to come away from this saying it's it's worth watching it for. I mean nothing felt complete. It's like okay, you had this much drama and okay. Okay, well, get, ready, the get, ready, is, get ready to write down another Uta side. This one, this one, it's like you're gonna love this one. It's like the, okay. the guy in the narration the, of the, the news. The theater, get ready to just bleak this out because I'm gonna say something really nasty. No, okay, did, you did, know, you did know that did the ability, did the ability that they were messing with had nothing to that, do with anything. Oh, did they use it for anything significant? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> what was the purpose of it? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so what a- now, now, now this is what I need you to get ready for The glasses girl Okay You remember that big episode that at the end of it I was like I, I, I really gotta get onto the forums And talk about this right She Kind of got that yeah I was kind of gathering that Okay now Off of that That's a lot of size. It's a lot of Buddha size. I'm giving you tons of them because you haven't had any in a couple weeks. <laughs> Not it, half of that. I mean, that was probably the most significant part of the entire show. Was I know, that scene? Because I know at some point, like right, no, actually, it was in the first episode. The guy walks in, and you get the grrr. Yeah, I was like, and yeah, that, and she is. Yeah. And, that, and that and that explained everything. 
out of all of it. it <laughs> finally getting to that, it was like, okay, now I understand why she was the way she was. That sucks, because that was the only couple I was interested in was her and the other guy. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and so that never happens? Who to say? Who to say? Who to say? <laughs> 4509. <laughs> You're, you're actually it. you're actually enjoying this spoiler. <laughs> I don't have to watch it. It's cool. Now you don't have to watch it. Anyways, so, are we done? <laughs> so so here's here's my my idea in a nutshell. No, not worth it. I think Shauna I thought, is the star of the episode. Today. It's, Shauna was the star of the this this show. Um, <laughs> no, um, it looks good, and you can enjoy it on the aspect of its slow slice of life. And it looks good, but don't expect anything as far as story. Don't don't get stuck on any characters because I think that's really what it was. Is is the characters just weren't? She, I loved her. I thought she was adorable. I just thought that who's that? That the, the main girl. girl. Oh, no, the main okay. girl. I thought she was adorable. Zach. I just thought I thought the rest of the show was just utter crap. And I just to me it was like. 85% of the show was pretty much a love polygon. And then there was one episode dedicated to explaining the only thing that was outside of the love polygon that had anybody's interest in the show. And then one episode was dedicated to pretty much resolution. All said and done, I I just I can't I can't suggest it because it just left me coming away from it feeling very unfulfilled um most people going into this it it, it looks great it's it's slow slice of life ish if you like the drama you'll probably enjoy this but really in all actuality it just it didn't feel really good at the end of the day the other see the 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 biggest problem i had with this show is when i was coming into it i was like cool a bunch of friends just hanging out and they're going to have this whole glass making thing on the side. They're going to learn how to make, you know, blow glass and, and just sell yeah, glass. That's funny because that's cool what I thought it was going to be about things. when we first started. Did, was it. there anything besides her going to the shop every now and then that had to do with the glass making? No. That's just, see, that was what I was looking She made at. a bunch of beads. And then she yeah, threw them she up was in the pretty, air. She was pretty obsessed with that. <laughs> it's like, hey, how's it going? Oh, you got me beads again for my birthday. Thanks. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Oh, beads again for Christmas. Thanks. I have a whole bunch of glass things at my house. I'm sick of getting them. I'm afraid I'm gonna cut my foot. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like that grandma that knows how to knit, so she always makes you like knitted sweaters and stuff. And it's like, thanks, grandma. I love you. I I know that it took you a long time to make that, and that's what makes it hard. Anyways. So unfortunately, like I said, I can't really recommend it. It just it it didn't go anywhere. It really didn't. So the big question everybody has. And I'm going to help everybody by getting this out here. I'm, I'm not going to ask you what it is again. I'm going to actually find it. And that is Nagi Asu, A Lull in the Sea, versus Glass Slip. Which one was better? Nagi Asu. Okay. I might actually watch that one. Anyways, let's move. We're, we're, that's, that's it for our first half. We're gonna because, and I can say it this way. Because, honestly, although there was... I had a hard time with the characters. At least there was something to trail me through those shows. Cute outfits. Both of them had great artwork. I like the I like the the school outfits they had in the first. Yeah, I, I did kind of like that. All right, 
we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with the rest of our reviews. But first, of course, we're going to have a quick promo for AA Podcast. The folks over there, our friends over there at AA Podcast, uh, give that a listen and we'll be right back. The Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast presents Just Another Day in the Church of Mitsugi. Dearest child, <laughs> confide in me, child. confide in me your sins. I don't know, is this a sin? I was just gonna say boobs don't accidentally fall out, but I have had my boob accidentally fall out of my bra before. Not out of my shirt, but out of my bra, so I mean, I guess it kinda does happen. I mean, boobs are jiggly. Oh, woest Moe-influenced child. Ye, my boobs are Moe-influenced. Ye influence. hath contributed to the Moe movement. <laughs> Let these sins be known, and may God have mercy on your soul. For more Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, visit www.aaapodcast.com or iTunes. We're back, and you've been listening to Terran Residence OP Trigger by Yuki Ozaki. Um, and again, that's the uh, opening for Terran Residence, which is the next show that we're going to be talking about, which is, again, Terran Residence, or Zankiyo no Terra. And that uh, was definitely one of the shows that kind of piqued our interest when we were first looking at the uh, summer lineup. And I can honestly say that I'm kind of happy that I stuck with it, because it ended up turning out pretty interesting. Uh, the synopsis for the show, according to my anime list, is in an alternate version of the present Tokyo has been decimated by a shocking terrorist attack, and the only hint to the identity of the culprit is a bizarre video uploaded to the internet. The police, baffled by this uh, cryptic clue, are powerless to stop the paranoia spreading across the population. While the world searches for the criminal masterminds to blame for this tragedy, Two mysterious children, children who shouldn't be even exist, massively carry out this heinous plan. Cursed to walk through the world with the names 9 and 12, the two combined to form Sphinx, a clandestine clandestine entity determined to wake the people from their slumber and pull the trigger on the world, or this world. Um, yeah, the, the, I mean, the, you're basically following 12 and 9 as they're kind of doing these, uh, quote-unquote, terrorist attack. They're, they're kind of uh, purposely producing chaos so that they can kind of sift out somebody who can figure out their 
their masterful plans because they want that person to uncover this this secret uh, that they're trying to reveal. Uh, this organization that has done something bad in the past, and they want them to be revealed. Um, and that ends up being Shibazaki, who ends up being quite the star of the show for most of the show because he's always trying to figure out what's going on um, while 9 and 12 are kind of always the mysterious side because you don't quite understand why they're doing what they're doing. And they're also joined with Lisa, who is kind of involved in one of the first attacks that they do. And she kind of just tags along to kind of be the the outside person's view of what's going on. There, she's kind of the 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 viewer's perspective of things. She's kind of there as the normal um, that I, that that I can kind of see. And it kind of brings in whole new chemistry to the situation having her in there um, because nine and twelve are kind of really serious most of the time. Not so much twelve. He's kind of the more juvenile, whereas nine is the more serious get stuff done kind of person um and overall i re- i kind of really enjoyed what they did with this show i know this was one of the breakouts for this uh, particular studio and visually it, it's just a very gorgeous show i love the art style i love the character designs they did a very good job even when they used cg it wasn't very it wasn't very jarring it was a very beautiful show overall and mixing in that with some very beautiful music but this show managed to, um, I'm not going to quite say exactly what happens, but this show ended up having um, what I would believe is probably one of the best scenes in anime um, that I've seen in quite a while. Um, kind of coupled with uh, All Noah Zero's uh, overall performance of All Noah Zero, but this one had one particular scene that just, I, I kind of described as the entire episode or this entire scene had my gut just in its claws the entire time because it was just such an impactful episode and the only downside of the entire series is that most of it was compiled of uh basically shibizaki trying to figure out what 9 and 12 were because 9 and 12 would make a bomb they would release a video on the internet saying kind of a challenge saying figure out this riddle and the riddle will tell you where the bomb is and so a good portion of the episodes, maybe like four episodes, was just nothing but them saying the riddle and then Shibazaki trying to figure it out. And it started getting to a lot of mythology stuff that I don't even know about. So maybe if you knew the mythology, you might enjoy it more. But it was just kind of blah to me. It was just, they were spouting out a bunch of stuff that I just did not care about. They didn't explain it well enough. And I was just lost the most of the time. But besides that four or so episodes of them just doing that, the show had a lot of really interesting uh, moments in it. Um, the other downside that I've seen to the series was the introduction of um, a third of these children. Um, you had, of course, 9 and 12, but there was another one. And they brought her in, and she just wasn't wasn't very interesting. She wasn't very well designed. She didn't have a very good uh, produced motivation. She just She was just very shallow in how she was designed and they kind of put a lot of emphasis on her like she was this pinnacle point of the show but her entire existence for the the later quarter of the show was just pointless to me and off-putting do you agree or disagree with my yes i agree i'm more than just five on five (laughs) (laughs) um but i think the ending was definitely a shocker they did they did very well in the ending 
Um, there were certain aspects of it that I didn't care for, but in the end, it was a, it was a good ending to everything. You kind of seen a lot of the paintings or the writing on the wall for most of the time, but it was a good ending. And with the ending and the beginning was really strong, um, and that that one scene that I really really enjoyed, uh, and the overall production value just made this series a very good series in my pick, uh, in my in my in my book, and I I definitely could recommend it. I can recommend it. <laughs> You're very short with us right now. I because I didn't walk away from it as excited about everything as you did. I mean, I I thought that it was written well, but I did not find much connection to any of the characters, and I just thought the show overall was too slow. Um, and especially when it finally got around to getting to everything at the end, I did thought, I thought that the last episode, there was this shock moment that I, it really did catch me off guard. And I was like, wow, that snapped me out of it. And I did enjoy the last episode. I thought that it, it came together very well, but I thought that it just took too long to get to everything. And I, I just... I, I can recommend it. I thought it was very good. Beautiful show. I, I, I will never disagree with that one. Um, the one episode that you were talking about um, that um, I, 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 didn't, I didn't feel the same clinching because, like I said, I didn't have any connections. I mean, even to this day, unfortunately, I just, I didn't see Lisa as that compelling of a character. I, I I agree with you. She is definitely you. You you are watching everything happen really honestly from her perspective. You she is your spyglass into their those two. Right, but I the reason why I think that she's so compelling in the show is the fact that uh I don't know if compelling is the right word, but the the show has two main protagonists essentially, besides Shibazaki, who really just were they they they're they're their character that's who they are they were they were raised the way that they are and that's why they act the way they are and that's why i don't think you can really have much connection with them whatsoever is because they didn't have a very normal uprising or upbringing so lisa was really the way of having some kind of some kind of uh clash in there otherwise every scene with the two of them would just be nothing but seriousness them plot their next thing and just being extremely boring because they really had no other reason for being there so to not have lisa there would just be a very boring show so i think she was really just the the ability to kind of jar them and make them actually have some kind of sense uh some kind of emotion and which kind of manifests in in 12 later on but she was basically the way of changing that i don't think they were trying too hard to make her Genki. They weren't trying to make her into some crazy character that's going to make everybody happy and laughing and giggling, which was nice. She was just there to just give something of a normal presence in the room. But yeah, I agree with you. the the first The first episode was really strong, and like I said, it it, it tapered off into this very boring thing of the the Sphinx riddles, and that was really boring. And then and then the, the third child came in and. I wanted something there that wasn't really anything there. It had a really powerful moment, 
and then it went into the ending, which was powerful in my opinion. So I do agree with you. There was a very long schlum in this this show, which I said was about four or five episodes. It might be more than that, um, but it was still a good show in the end, and I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely, I will not argue the the production value of this show. It, it looks great, sounds great. I mean, there was several times that we looked back at each other and we were like, "There's something here," because they wouldn't yeah. have they wouldn't that, have that, done that this whole much. slum. That whole slum. I was going. There has to be something here. There has to be something here. And 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 I I, I could definitely make make an argument that the first and last episode make the show. I, but honestly, the if you take out the you other context. other yeah, I mean, you take out the other nine episodes, you don't got anything. But the not, uh, the other nine episodes weren't all that great. So yeah, I would also say that there was an there was an element for Shibazaki Shibazaki as he was trying to do what they essentially wanted to do. Shibazaki is awesome. They, I loved I loved. He was about was the quite, only character. There was he was about the only character that made the show worth anything to me, honestly. But what's sad, though, is that they didn't utilize him well enough. No, I mean, they, they had didn't. this whole aspect of... Because, I mean, not really a spoiler, he was trying to uncover this thing they want him to uncover, and they're constantly saying, you're in danger. And there was really no danger. And I was like, why? They could have done something with Shibizaki more than what they did, and they just didn't. And that was kind of disappointing. Yeah, I like I said, I can, I can recommend it. Um... Definitely check it out. Just yeah, just know there's there's a slum there, and maybe if you like that north that that mythology that they had in there, you'll probably find a lot more enjoyment than out of it than we did. Um, but yeah, there, there was a huge slum in there. That doesn't mean that we don't like the show because honesty, it was a good show. I, I I like I said, I recommend it. I just I have my issue, and that was it. All right, we're gonna move forward to another amazing show, Momo Momo Kyun Sword. Is it, is it, is it, Momo Kyun Sword? Momo Kyun Sword. <laughs> Isn't it like, like, where they do the dance, like the, the maids? Something Kyun like that. Sword. Yeah, something like that. Uh. <laughs> Just go with it. Just it go was, with it. I, it was Moe all the way through. You want Moe? This is it. You want. All right, that was our review for Momo yeah, Kyun Sword. Yeah, that's it. That's Moving this forward, is the show. Gonna... Um, the synopsis, you know, like you all care, you know what, is you know what, what what is so funny because the, the monkey, the monkey, had the same voice actor as as me whenever I do. Synopsis. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. The 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 um, it actually probably could have been you. You know, mm-hmm. my name is <laughs> I, uh, me, what, me, what, the Mori first Kimbo episode. The, the first episode, I heard the stupid monkey start talking, and I was like. Oh my gosh, that's the spider guy from uh, from Yawapeta. <laughs> I so heard him. It was absolutely him, and I had to look it up. It was it was so him. I I mean, there's tons of characters in there. That, the voices. It was like they had an all star cast for this show. It's like oh my gosh. Um, that that reminds me. Did I tell you that the uh, that Seven Deadly Sins show that's coming up in spring or fall is going to have. Uh, uh, Asylum slash Kauri again. I can I can hear her voice so easy now. It's every, she's in the promo and I'm like boom I know she's there. Anyways, back to Momoko and Sword. Um, from One Week Friends. Oh okay yeah. Uh, Momoko is a beautiful young sword fighter who was born inside a peach. Momo in Japanese. Um, she lives in with her constant companions, the dog Zed. The monkey, <laughs> Zed, Inugami, the and Sarugami, the, the, and the pheasant and god, Kijigami. Zed. <laughs> it's funnier my way. 
the dog god Zed, the monkey god Zed, and the pheasant god Zed. In a peaceful paradise, because nobody really cares about the name, seriously. Uh, however, and this is a lot more entertaining. However, a demon army led by devil, by devil king, not the devil king, the devil, by devil king, <laughs> invades the paradise and steals the precious treasure that protects Zed land. To retrieve the treasure and save the people, Zed embarks on a great <laughs> adventure with her three Zed companions. You're so goofy. This show starring Zed, the main character, Zed Ohime, and Zed Gami, and Zed Gami. Okay, I'm killing the joke. <laughs> Move on. What is what's so great about this show besides Moe? Moe boobs and Moe and Moe and Moe. And, and, then, and then if you didn't get enough Moe, there, there was more Moe. And then they have squids. And when they go to chop the leg of the squid... <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> like the only scene I've seen in this entire show is like, you gotta see this. And I'm like, oh, crap. It's Momo Q and Sword. What the hell just happened? And he's like, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I literally... I'm, I'm watching the show, and I see this scene, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Did that just happen? <laughs> I'm busted up laughing. And I said, Andrew, you got to see this he's like oh i don't want to watch momo cute sword no 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 no. you don't understand you have of course it takes him like 15 minutes just to find the spot that it's at <laughs> wait it's right here no it's not here hold on right here right here i'm like oh my gosh kill me <laughs> and he sees it and he's like what the heck <laughs> i know right <laughs> it's like she slices it and then it no, it, it no. The cut, line happens. Cut, the yeah, line happens. The line where the cut happens, and then she slices it. Exactly. It was like, oh my gosh, I I can't believe I just seen that. So, anyways, <laughs> anything else on the show? I mean, is there a plot here besides what I read? They they collect the peach fragments. Okay. There's a rivalry. Got that from the cover. And she's quite revealing. The boobs, the boobs bounce a lot. Mm. They they lose their panties. One. Do they episode. have sunburns on their on on different locations of their bodies? I don't think they ever got sunburns. Okay, I don't know why I asked that. Just they they, they lose their panties at one. At one there's there's uh, there's a, a a ogre that steals panties. So this show is and he gets and he gets power and he gets powers from panties. Okay. It's good that people know that. So if, if they're interested in the show, I mean, people like fan service, so they have that. This, this, yeah, that's what this is. And you watch this whole show. Yeah. And you said that without even hesitating. I watched the whole thing. Okay. I guess we'll move forward. <laughs> um, I, I suggested if you enjoy Moe, it, there's not much here. It's not a extremely complicated. You can turn off your brain and just watch the boobs and panties fly around the screen. Because that's about all this is. It's just an excuse to have... There was just this slight interesting twinge to it, but unfortunately it just... It never... Never really seen it to fruition, and it just... It's there. It, it it gave them an excuse to have that junk, and that's what they got. 
So I can suggest it on that aspect. If you are actually intelligent and you want to watch something that is worth your time, this is not it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Way to isolate people. If you're intelligent and want something logical, don't watch it. There's other shows. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I'm not saying. I mean, if you, <laughs> if, you like. if you, if you, if you, if you want to watch this show, I mean, there's tons of boobs and panties, and that, that's what the show is. If you, if you are looking for an intelligent show, this is not it. Okay. That's not isolating anybody. I, I'm just saying. You said if, if you're you, intelligent, there's other shows to watch. That's what I was saying. If you if you want something, if needed. you want something that you are that you have to think about, this is not it. <laughs> okay. This was, is this is a brain waster, is what this is. Just wanted the clarification in there. <laughs> All right, moving forward, we're gonna move into Sibagabu. Not much more intelligence here, but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Momo Kun sword was not funny. No, it was just a bunch of boobs. <laughs> so, middle school girl Momoka is dragged into joining one of the strangest associations at her school, the Survival Game Show. Why did I say Shank Game Show? Survival Game Club. <laughs> Probably would have been a little bit more interesting, but hey. That'd be funny, yeah. <laughs> Japanese game shows are you pretty thought crazy. It, you thought it was funny, I mean, to a point. And I, and I think that, I know that... We're done with the synopsis. I guess. <laughs> there wasn't much to the synopsis. I mean, it, it was her getting dragged into joining the club. I mean, there wasn't much more to it. I mean, you've got these characters that it's it's pointing out the, the president, which, who cares? Her, its members cares? participate in various forms of paramilitary training under the watchful eyes of charming and alarming president. Charming and alarming president? <laughs> what? How on you earth were the one who insisted on reading it. Go ahead. Will the inexperienced Momoka survive her training, let alone Mio's... Is it Mio's? M- Mio-you? Mio-you? Company? Anyways. Yeah, I, I added a little information there. People need to know that it's a paramilitary training club. Okay. Yeah, because they shoot each other, and yeah, that's important. So anyway, did you did you or not did you or did you not enjoy the uh, the parts that you see? There was a f- like one or two laugh moments in the one episode I watched, or did I watch two? I didn't watch two episodes. Uh, two I think you watched two episodes. I mean, the only thing that was entertaining to me was the the narrator. That was pretty much it. I I kind of got a kick out of the cosplayers dressing up like uh, Jill Valentine and and the whole. This is actually a figment of their imagination when they shoot each other and there's actual blood. But then I'm like, okay, that's going to get an, an old joke after a while. I mean, it, it seemed like the 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 scanning that I did later of later episodes, it looked like they were just doing the same joke. Oh, she's such a... The main character is this crazy psychotic girl when she's in the, the fights. And they keep pointing that out. And it's like, okay, it's not funny anymore. I never got that, but okay. Um, she's using the corpse as a stepping stool again! <laughs> Anyways, talk. Yeah, she. There was a couple things that they did drag out, um, but I I don't remember. I I know that the narrator pointed out the fact that it was all in their head like a couple more times. But I, the, here, the thing that I I like about this show is and he's totally Arnold Schwarzenegger. Huh? He looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the first episode. The narrator guy that worked for the the cells of the weapons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, 
the uh, the thing that I got a kick out of with this show is that it it didn't leave anything untouched. It 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 was it was it was random. It it was a good random, and I mean it was totally outside of what I was expecting for it to be. Um, they they had a. I, I, I wanted to talk about one episode, and it's like way towards the end. So, but I don't think it's really technically spoilerish. So, the, the, to give you an idea of the realm in which these these guys play with, I, they they like to to- toss in cultural references. I noticed that a lot. Um, Western humor is nowhere avoided. It, it everything is up for grabs. They they will throw everything out the window. I I remember one episode where she had you know the 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 little uh, angel and devil over your head mm-hmm. type thing conscience <laughs> yeah the the conscience they they started going at it and started sh- shooting at each other and she <laughs> I think the the angel ended up winning over the the devil and so she told the the main girl that she had to do what what was the right thing to do and she the main girl turned around and shot the the angel i mean nothing is outside of the realm of this this show it's going to be as random as it can be um they did predator references aliens references the, everything is out there for grabs this is i thought it was a hilarious show you guys will love it if you guys like that kind of I, I I actually half expect Neko would love this show because I know that he's more into the film type stuff. I think that he would absolutely love the the absolute off the wall humor on this in this show. Otaku references left and right. Um, there was there is moe references, but it's moe references in 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 the form of making fun of it. So expect that to be in there. Um, I, I highly recommend it. I think it was a great show for what it was doing. It wasn't trying to be um, serious in any way, shape, or form. It it just blasted everything out the wall, out the window. All right, that is Zabagaboo. Is that all of our shows this week? Yep. Wow. That was all seven. Longer than you thought it was. Um, we're going to round up the episode. Um, again, that's our, our second segment of our 20, 2014 summer reviews. We're going to have one more, right? Or Yes. Yeah. One okay. more, and then we'll do the 24 episode. Shows. We'll just, okay. Um, even though we just did a 24, technically, episode one today. <laughs> Space dandy. Um, well, actually, this was the second season of it. So, And uh, I did a, I did a, a season review that's last That's true. Week. It is second season. All right, we're going to, our last segment we're going to have before we close out is going to be our Ask June segment. For those who don't know, uh, June is our friend over in Japan. Uh, she actually lives in Japan. And so for us who do not know what's real in Japan and what's actually just made up in pop culture anime, uh, she gives us clarification on that kind of stuff. So we made an f- uh, actual thread for her. It's the Ask June thread where people can ask June any question they want about Japan and she will answer them. And she's very kind to be doing that for us, and we appreciate it. Um, I'm going to give one of them out here, which was actually asked by me. Um, I told her, I asked her, in anime, we often see an amazing and extravagant food in bento boxes. Hot dogs cut into the sh- uh, to look like baby octopus. Uh, rice balls made to look like cute rabbits. 
how common is it actually to make these mills? Is it time consuming and is it common for girls to actually make them for boys? Uh, June responded, those decorated obento boxes, lunch boxes, are called deco bins, short uh, term for decorated bento, obento. Uh, it is it is really popular in Japan these days. I've never made a deco bento uh, before, but I think it must be a really time-consuming thing. Uh, you might have seen it in many anime in anime many times, girls making cute lunch boxes for boys, especially for someone she likes. Uh, that is a common thing in Japan. I think it's based on the Japanese conception that, or Japanese concept, which is sort of like women should prepare meals for men. And that, I guess, is definitely a difference in culture. I know that somebody in America hearing something like that is like, oh my gosh, women should get in the kitchen kind of thing. No, I, I think it's just a really cute thing. Um, I actually really like that whole aspect, um, but it's kind of interesting that uh, the concept of we're here, it's more just, you know, two people asking each other out or something like that. There, it's, you know, that whole cute aspect of here's a meal that I made for you. And, and yeah, I, I can see that being a very time-consuming thing to be doing, like, in the morning or something before going to, to school. Shows she cares. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's, what do you know? It's it's more than just walking up and saying, you know, I think you're cute or something. It's, here, I made you a lunch, and you realize, man, that just took you all that time to make in the morning that that sounds a lot more caring to me, so it, it actually does sound really cool. Um, but I do want to pose a question for June. I know that we haven't had a uh, question submitted to her on the podcast in a while, um, for about four episodes or so. Um, but yeah, we do we do also things where we will ask her a question and then we'll read it in the next podcast. But the big question I've been wanting to ask June for quite a long time is the age-old anime trope. I want to know if it is actually real. The first kiss. Do, is it a sacred and holy thing in Japan, or is it just made up in anime? The whole idea that where the main protagonist trips and and accidentally connects lips with the, the, the indirect kiss. That I was gonna get to that, but the main protagonist trips and falls and bumps into the girl's lips, and then she gets really upset because that was her first kiss, or she gets very worked up of the idea that the, oh he just took my first kiss and now we have to get married or I'll never be able to get married kind of thing are each of those things real is is the first kiss really that important is there this whole aspect of I can no longer get married because he just took my first kiss and like he mentioned is there also a thing about indirect kisses like if somebody picks up a cup after somebody drinks and drinks it and then they have the whole, <gasps> I just technically kissed that person. Is that really a thing? So those those are the three questions I want to ask. So. Well, okay. Can I can I do a little bit of a twist on that one? Sure. What is with the nosebleeds, June? I think I've ever heard that's pretty much a, a fake I, thing. I think that's just a fake thing. But, but yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, Japanese well people that. have... Do they have Nose that high? Do they have that high of a blood pressure that when they instantly see panties, their nose blo- bleeds out? I mean, is or it if really you see, that? Or if you see somebody with their nose bleeding, do you immediately see they're thinking something pervy? <laughs> Just get that out there. Oh, we just gave her so much things to have to write down. She's. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be so tickled if she transcribes all this again. <laughs> no, don't transcribe it. Just give us the answers, and we'll we'll read them in the next episode. We really appreciate you, June, for doing that for I us. I love and June. We hope everybody will enjoy the responses she gives in the next episode. Um, to close out our show, though, we're going to have the opening for Blue Spring Ride, and that is Sekai wa Koi ni 
Ochi Ochi Teddy Teddy Lu. Did I get that right? Teddy Lu. Ochi Teddy Lu. No, that's Te Te E Te Lu. And that is by Chico with Honeyworks. Chico with Honeyworks. Um, we thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed all these reviews. Again, if you want to check us out, we're at otakuspirit.com, uh, where you can find all of our news, reviews, and coverage of new and old anime. And you can also find our links to iTunes, Twitter, Google+, all that good jazz, and Facebook. Um, if you want to help support us, go to iTunes, give us a review, and, of course, tell other people about us. That's the best way you can support us. And definitely, if you have time, jump on the forums and associate with our community. We have some new shows coming up for the next season. And we're already getting some discussion threads up for those shows. I think we just got a Terraformer. Yep, Terraformers have already about started. Terraformer already. And I think we have a whole bunch coming up next week. So definitely look forward to that. And of course, on the website, otakuspirit.com, we will be covering each of the new shows as they release for the uh, fall 2014 season. We'll be doing first impressions on all those shows. So if you don't want to bother with jumping into each one of them, Check the website regularly, and we will be giving you our impressions on each one as they release, so you give a quick idea of is it going to be a good show or not, based off the first impressions on the first episode. But again, after all that plugging, we thank you all for listening. We hope you have a wonderful week, and you all take care. Peace.